bow on your favorite cup of coffee and I'm tired. I know you guys are tired. This um, QT is testing every single boundary that I have. So I would like to talk about the movies that I've been binging on since I have, you know, started not leaving the house because one, I'm a film student. So I feel like by now I should have done a podcast about my favorite movies and why I find them impactful. But more importantly, I really don't know what else to talk about and I need some content. So here we are. Thank you for helping me help you. I appreciate every like and listen in every country always. So, like usual, we're just going to jump right into it. Number one on my list is Gone Girl, which you can get on Amazon Prime, okay? Just go ahead and spend the money because, listen, this movie is everything I would like to be. I want this girl to be my best friend. She is cute. She is smart. She is lean, has a great waistline, and more importantly, she knows how to handle a cheating-ass man. I personally have never in my life thought of any better way to handle a cheating situation like you like you like you frame him for your murder that would keep a guy in check for the rest of his days I need everybody to go to Amazon Prime and just make your way over to this masterpiece all directed by David Fincher and we're gonna focus on the directors as well because guess what that is going to be me. Now it's going to take a climb. I already know that because at 25, like, yeah, that'd be a stretch to start directing. But you will see me in these credits within like the next 10 to 15 years. Okay, you heard it here first. Number two is Frida, not Frida, Frida. Oh my God. I had to watch this for like a film class and oh my God. What a masterpiece. Okay, first of all, I had no idea her life was so hard. Like, what was she, like, 16 when that rod went all the way through her body? I would end it all right then and there. Through your body? Like, 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 through, like, your neck all the way down to your vagine? No. I want you to know that would be the end of me. Like, I would voluntarily take my life. There's no way. And then she gets with, like, this cheating-ass man who's, like, her mentor, like, literally cheats on her with everybody. Ew! And then, like, ugh, they just get, they get popular, and then he is jealous of the popularity, and then she finally cheats, and he's like, oh, Frida, you hurt me. That is really, guys, they will cheat on you for, like, 40 days and nights and then you like go have lunch with a friend and they act like they got stabbed. Y'all need to get it together. Again, available on Amazon Prime because all the good movies have to be bought. Oh my God, and directed by a woman who I love, Julie Taymor. I'm almost, almost certain that Julie was married to her husband and then, no, 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 that's another female director. Scratch all that. But um, the one unfortunate part about this is that Harvey Weinstein did work as like an executive producer on this movie. So there's this one scene where Frida, cause she's bi, there's like full evidence that she's bi. There's like pictures and stories and like, yeah, she definitely was having sex with girls. But um, there's this one scene where Frida and Josephine Baker have sex. And that scene wasn't in there originally. And um, Salma Hayek didn't even want to do it. But of course, Harvey Weinstein like pressured her into it, which is like, ugh. That movie was in 2002. So we are, ugh. Like, ugh, there's, like, early evidence that he's just, like, a nasty, disgusting, old, wrinkly, fucking hot pocket, so. But regardless, Julie Taymor is the shit, shit, shit. Okay, number three, which everybody should be able to predict, is When They See Us. 
I, well, first of all, I love documentaries. Like, they're my favorite thing in the world. It's like my emphasis, but I, like, my whole life changed after this movie because when I saw that, like, that's when I was looking at Ava DuVernay and I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Like, like, I'd obviously knew I wanted to be in media somehow, but there are so many media jobs and a lot of them are a stretch, but like, I'm looking at her like, I could definitely rely on audio work until I can be a director and I wanna direct like something like this. Like, I wanna direct something that like shows people actual truths that people have to deal with. Like that, ah, uh, such a good movie. It's, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you're not shit, okay? It's a four part series on Netflix. It's about, about, uh, I went to college. Um, it's about the, I don't even know, I wanna say Brooklyn Five, but I don't even know what the nickname is because the story's so horrible. And it tells, and I lived in New York at the time, like I was a baby, but I totally remember my parents talking about it. And it was so horrible how they were treated. Obviously, these five black boys did not do it. They were framed for years. Corey Wise, as we all know, took the brunt of it. It was so ugly and horrible. But, like, it wasn't ugly and horrible because of the production. It was just ugly and horrible based off, like, what the boys had to go through. And, okay, I know after all this, the DA at the time, Linda Johnson, I don't know, some white name. I know she lost everything after, but she already got to enjoy, like, all of her life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like anything that happens to her simply just isn't enough. Like, it's not fair. Um, so like I said, Ava DuVernay, I'm so obsessed with her and literally everything she does. But this, like, struck me in my soul. And there's, like, another thing where she talks with Oprah and the whole cast comes out. Well, most of the cast. And, like, while you're listening to Corey Wise talk, like it really makes you hate that Linda bitch, honestly. Like, fuck her until the end of time. But please, 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 if you haven't seen it, just take your mindset out of not believing that there is a clear and obvious discrimination against black people in this world. If you don't believe it, just just, just put that just out of your mind for 20 seconds, not even, just for like four episodes and watch the series. I promise you, like, like everybody needs to watch this. So next we have Black Swan and the first time I saw this I was actually on my way to France uh, with a few girls from my um, high school and I'd never seen it never had any, any interest in seeing it I was 15 could not sleep could not listen to any more music we had been in the traveling like we had been like traveling for like two and a half days because our original plane got struck by lightning. Like what the hell? Okay, regardless, I was watching it and like through my sleepy eyes, I'm like falling in love with this movie. And then like a year later, I see that it's on TV. So I'm watching it and you guys, first of all, I love Mila Kunis. Like I can never ever even lie. Natalie Portman, I mean, Okay, so at first I didn't really get it, but I loved it anyway. And then I found out that this girl really just goes crazy from trying to be perfect. That's exact. that's, yes! Okay, women are supposed to be perfect in a way that men just don't have to be. The expectation isn't there. And that shit will drive anybody cuckoo bananas. And on top of that, being an artist is hard, okay? Because artists is definitely not objective. So it's like, even if you're doing your best and what you think it's supposed to be, you could be all wrong. You could be all wrong for the role and there goes your whole life. All that training and all that because she was a professional ballet dancer. Like for real, for real. Not one of these like frou-frous on Instagram. Like, actually, it was directed by somebody I have literally never heard of. Um, at Darren Aronofsky, 
I I don't even want to I don't want to put myself out there. I can't really think of like who he is or like where he's from. But if you know the name Aronofsky, I will more than appreciate if someone would email the podcast email and enlighten me. We love knowledge. I feel like um this director probably just went through the same stresses that like we have to go through being perfect. Maybe he like witnessed the sister go nuts, like maybe a mom because moms have to do a lot and you know what I mean? That would make anybody crazy. But I feel like all of us on a level go through going nuts, like trying to be perfect. So I feel like it's worth the watch. Like, I mean, there's definitely like sexual undertones, but like this world is built on sex. So go ahead, Prime Video again, because everything good is on Prime Video. So annoying. Like, why don't they stream these things? But whatever, we have nothing better to do. We're locked in the house. Okay, number, what is it? Four, five, and six. I personally love Belly, Boys in the Hood, and Menace to Society. And I don't mean to lump all of those together, but when I watched those movies for the first time, it was literally like I watched them back to back to back over and over again for like a weekend. Cause you know, my ex was like, um, you need a little bit of hood education. And I was like, that's so offensive, but you know what? It was actually very interesting. I honestly, I start, I wanted to make like fucking note cards. But that's whatever. I watched this. I watched, like, the Tupac documentary. That was fucking amazing. Like, these movies, I feel like, are just a very realistic look at the PTSD that black people just suppress and suppress and suppress in the hood. Because, like, 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 I feel like black kids that grew up, like, around white people, like me, we have a very specific type of, like, trauma that we're unlearning. Like, that sort of, like, we tried our best to fit in, but that obviously doesn't work for a lot of different reasons. And then we have to unlearn everything and, like... But like like kids who grew up in the hood have very real like physical tangible trauma like and a bunch of things are suppressing them like and like um, black people aren't as likely to be in a different tax bracket as their parents they're actually more likely to be in a lower one like you're less likely to be able to go to school you live in an area that's just not safe because that's what's affordable and like. I feel like people might know these things in theory and honestly might not, but these movies I feel like give a very realistic look at what's going on. Like they don't end happily at all. And I feel like that's the whole point. And again, John Singleton, RIP, like he always does awesome work. Like I can't even be mad. So I think everybody should make their way over there. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if they're on Netflix, Hulu. Y'all have iPhones. You have computers in your back pocket. Hit Google. Now the, ooh, hang on. Tech is so hard. You know what? Like, entertainment's definitely my thing. Okay, Menace to Society was directed by Albert Hughes. Well, like, the Hughes brothers. Like, Albert and Alan and just... Yes, snaps, claps, all of that. I'm looking at IMBD, and it has a 7.5 rating. And you know what? That's just anti-black. Like, this movie is flawless. Um, The person who... uh, why can't I talk today, guys? This is not a good day to not be able to talk. Um, Boys in the Hood, sorry, Belly was directed by Hype Williams. Again, just, I just want everybody to watch the movies I like. Like, I just want you all to see things by my point of view. Does that sound narcissistic? Yes, but one thing I am bursting at the seams with is self-awareness, okay? Thank you. Okay, number whatever, because math is not, like, I don't care, we have calculators, is good, fellas. First of all, it's long. It is so long, and I love having stuff on that I don't have to, like, sit and monitor. Like, I am on the computer all day. I just like the TV to be on so, like, 
I don't know. It just keeps me sane. I've always been this way. I don't exactly know why I'm so connected to this movie because I cannot stress to you enough how farly, farly, far off that movie is from my upbringing and anything I've ever experienced. I have no idea why I love it so much. I could not tell you any reason why. I'm sitting here being completely transparent, but I love it. I'll watch it. Like, I'll watch it and then I'll watch it immediately again. Like, and like, listen, everybody is entitled to their opinion. I get it. Like, I understand all directors except for Ava. We're not going to talk shit about Ava. Everybody has their like faults and stuff. But listen, Martin Scorsese, he put his foot in this. Like, like, I just feel like no matter what, I completely understand people's opinions of people, but he put his foot in this. I will not be tolerating any good fella's slander, okay? So I'm just guessing, we're just gonna say like number seven, maybe eight. So I'm obsessed personally with the Kill Bills and I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I personally feel like Quentin Tarantino is problematic. I think he's a creep, but I mean, whatever. Like, I feel like he's written the N-word hard R more times than I've ever even like thought it or said it, but whatever. I can't deny his talent. And I feel like that's what really sucks. Like the talent's all wrapped up in like the darkest people, but whatever. Uh, these, I didn't understand the Kill Bills when I first saw them. I I don't know what was going on. Like I, uh, like I really, I can't even sit here and lie. But when I watched them by myself the second time, what a masterpiece. Like what a, what a powerful woman. I am so here for this. I'm really just, I, like at first I found this, um, the, the like kind of meta, like, you know what I mean? That editing, like I found it a little bit cheesy and I felt like it took away from the film, but honestly, like he definitely knew what he was doing. And again, super long. Like I love just having like like, I love episodic things, don't get me wrong, but when I just have, like, two or three hours uninterrupted in a film, like, yes, like, I want that every time. So, next, what the hell is next? It's, uh, oh, it's called Heroin Cape Cod, because documentaries are literally my favorite thing on the planet, you have no idea. And actually, we're gonna lump in another documentary called Thin. They're on HBO, or if you have like Hulu with the HBO or whatever, that's how I watch them. I'm tired, I'm not looking up the directors, but you guys can, they are, I saw Thin in like a class when I was like 20, and like, it's about these women with eating disorders, like very serious ones that you have to be hospitalized for, and literally two out of the three die. Like, it, I like documentaries that are really realistic because life really doesn't end in like the most like, you know what I mean? Like life doesn't really have happy endings like that all the time. And then the one about heroin Cape Cod is about um, a lot of people who suffer with heroin addiction in like Cape Cod. And it just follows a bunch of the people. And again, a lot of the people don't get clean. Like I think it's like one girl out of like eight. It's so sad, but it's like so illuminating, especially with me being from the East Coast. Like what did I just say? I mean, from the Northeast, like I feel like, yeah, if you're from the Northeast, you should definitely watch Heroin Cape Cod, and that's on HBO. Now, I feel like all people that struggle with eating should definitely see Thin, because 
there's a lot like this one girl admits that like she doesn't want help like she just wants to be thin like she doesn't care if it kills her and her mom has an eating disorder too so it makes it worse like this other girl just like doesn't know how to stop so her family just keeps her in there but she can't afford it like you definitely should I mean shit we're not doing anything I'll keep repeating that we are literally not doing anything so you might as well go watch it again HBO Okay, forgive the, like, recording quality, you guys. Like, there's, like, a lot going on in the background, but y'all can deal. So, last but not least, my one of my absolute favorite movies is The Little Mermaid 2. Because it's when Ariel... Ay, ay, ay. One second. Okay. It's about when Ariel and Prince Eric have their kid, and it's the cutest thing on the planet. Like, she's, like, a dumbass, like her mom, and ends up, like... I don't even, oh yeah, she like sells her soul to be a mermaid full time. So it's kind of the opposite of Ariel. And it's so cute, obviously, like, you know what I mean? Good prevails all because it's a Disney movie, which is also comforting. You know what? I'm going to watch that on Disney Plus today. Again, no idea who directed it. It's a freaking animated movie. It's, I don't think it's that, like, to me, it's not that important. Everybody, go to your Disney Plus. I will not give you my password, but I think that y'all can handle it. Go ahead, watch the Little Mermaid 2. If you babysit kids or anything ever, just go ahead and slide that on. It's super cute. I think everybody should see it, honestly. And oh my God, thankfully for my hunger levels and also my computer's about to die. That is the end of this podcast. I'm so glad that you guys took that ride with me and I really hope everybody is okay in quarantine. I hope that I could help you out for like, what, 17 minutes and 25 seconds. And you know what? always available on all your podcast streaming apps all of them i'm not gonna sit here and list them because you already know what it is and i hope everybody stays safe and comfortable love and light